Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Everything Brought to Light podcast. Those of you who are watching on YouTube, welcome. Those of you who are watching on Apple Music or Spotify, welcome also. And get ready for three chilling ghost stories and three horrific true crime stories. Friendly reminder that a free way to support me is by liking or subscribing. Or if you have a friend that you think might be interested in this podcast, bring him on over here. And sorry for my face being a little red. I don't even know if the camera picks it up, but I don't have a sunburn. I just got done from a run because I was getting frustrated because earlier I was recording and I kept stuttering. So I was like, like, I just need to get all this anger out. Here we are, and hopefully I don't stutter as much. Without further ado, let's get right into this. Many say that if you sit on this chair, the devil will speak to you. This is a picture of the devil's chair that is located in the Lake Helen Casadaga Cemetery in Florida. To tourists, this appears as a normal monument that looks like a chair, and to the locals, they know not to step near this chair. Casadaga is said to sit on a vortex, a point of concentrated psychic energy, but this portal is only a small supernatural aspect of the cemetery. There is a tale of a young boy who was dared to sit on the chair at midnight. When he did so, he vanished in thin air and was never seen again. Since then, people have sat on the chair, and they actually report that they hear the devil speak to them. On a scale of 1 to 10 on how real I think that is, I'm going to give this about a 5. If I'm ever in Florida and I see that I'm near the Casadega Cemetery, I will let you guys know what happens when I sit on that chair because you better believe I'm going to sit on that chair and, you know, have my ears wide open listening to see if the devil speaks to me. If you've sat on the chair before, let me know in the comments. This lake may appear just like any other body of water, but it holds the number one spot for the most haunted place in Georgia. Lake Lanier was a man-made lake, and apparently the government bought everyone who lived there out. They removed the buildings that could float, like barns and houses, but the one thing they didn't remove fully was a big part of the cemetery. First things first, while doing research on this case, I did not even realize that governments can buy people's land out. Apparently they can still do this to this day, so that's one thing that's very interesting to me. So. If you ever buy a home or rent somewhere, just keep that in the back of your head because I definitely will. When the waters came in, it flooded generations of history left to never be recovered. With it being over a cemetery, people believe that that is where all the ghosts happen and there have been several ghost sightings since the waters came in. Between 1994 and October of 2022, a total of 203 people have died in drownings and boating incidents at Lake Lanier. Divers have also reported the feeling of being tugged while underwater, which literally freaks me out. If anything tugged my leg while I was underwater, I would never go back. As of today, the water still remain and the death total keeps going up. Ghosts are in homes and cemeteries, but what about boats? The Queen Mary is a ship that primarily sailed the North Atlantic Ocean from 1936 to 1967. The ship is now located in Long Beach, California, where it allows visitors to stay the night and explore the ship. Up until 2008, everything with the ship was fine. It wasn't until guests noticed feelings of being watched, temperature changes, strange voices, and black figures looming over their bed while they slept. Since then, there have been reports that at least 150 different ghosts roam the ship. Some are nice, while others, well, not so nice. One thing I will say that didn't make sense to me was the whole there's 150 different ghosts on the ship. Now, I am a very big numbers person. I did a little research as to how many people passed away on the Queen Mary ship, and that is only 41. That's where I'm kind of a skeptic when it comes to ghosts. If 
is there really 150 different ghosts on the ship or is there only 41? I speculate that it could either be people just making it up because they want to have an encounter with ghosts or it could be like a vortex as in the first story that we talked about or it could just be one of the 41 ghosts saying that they are different people each time just because they like to play games. This YouTuber was so mad that she went to YouTube headquarters and shot it up. 38-year-old Nazmin Agdam was a YouTuber that had two channels, and to say the least, her videos were a bit out there. Just for reference, here's one of her videos. It is unclear why, but YouTube eventually demonetized both of her channels and she was enraged. She made several posts about how angry she was that she only received 10 cents on a video that made 300,000 views. And honestly, if I was in her shoes, I would also be upset if a video that I worked really hard on received 300,000 views, which is awesome, and only received 10 cents. However, my thoughts will change drastically as we go on with the story. On April 3rd, 2018, without a word to her parents, she drove all the way from San Diego go to YouTube headquarters in San Bruno, California. She walked into the office building and opened up fire, shooting everyone in sight. She managed to shoot three individuals and then unalived herself. Thankfully though, all three of the injured people did make full recoveries. This guy live streamed while shooting up a grocery store. This is 18-year-old Peyton Gendron, who is a Twitch streamer who had an extremely racist point of view. So much so, he went to Topps Friendly Supermarket in Buffalo, New York, which was a predominantly black neighborhood. He started his Twitch live stream and got out of his car immediately opening fire. Twitch took the live stream down after just two minutes, but Peyton had his fans watching the horror unfold. He unalived a total of 10 individuals and injured three and targeted black people. One thing that really enraged me about this case when it first happened was the fact that so many people clipped the live stream from Twitch before they took it down and shared it onto Twitter, thus making several viral videos of the shooting happening. The fact of having someone being unalived on video and it being someone's loved one and it's getting reposted all over Twitter really did not sit well with me. Apparently, live streaming horrific accidents is very normal. Here's another bonus story, I guess. On June 8th, 2008, Tomohiro Kato had rented a truck that looked similar to a moving truck. He then drove the vehicle running a red light and hitting five pedestrians. Others standing by immediately helped aid those injured. However, this was no accident as after he stopped the truck, he got out of his vehicle and stabbed 13 more individuals. A bystander live streamed the massacre on Ustream, attracting an audience of 2,000 viewers. Another user also used Ustream to live stream the massacre's aftermath, including police and public response. By the end of this horrific crime, a total of seven people had lost their lives. The man was arrested and sentenced to death. The horrific story of the dark webmaster Peter Scully. Peter Scully lived with his wife and two children, appearing to have a picture-perfect life. His life was about as perfect as Casey Anthony's I'm Innocent documentary, which was not good. I'm gonna think of words to go around this with not censoring too much, but he allegedly created a lucrative child S-word abuse ring. 
His website was set up as a pay-per-view video stream of Childs being essayed and tortured on the dark web. If you were to tell me a year ago people would pay to watch children get tortured, I would absolutely shat my pants, but after all of the cases I've read over the last two years on working on this podcast, it really doesn't even surprise me anymore. His videos were so gruesome that some of them even became urban legends just because the dark web is so dark that nothing really gets saved so there's a lot of stories that go around that no one can really fact check thankfully he was arrested in february of 2015 however he did have a total of 75 victims on june 13th 2018 he was sentenced to life in prison and in november of 2022 the court smacked him with another 126 years I feel awkward with saying I hope you guys enjoyed this video because the stuff that we talked about, especially towards the end, is very dark that I almost hope you didn't enjoy it. But if you enjoyed the style of content, I guess, the structure of the channel, hit me up with a like, subscribe, comment, whatever. But without further ado, I will see you guys next time. And before I forget, I think I'm finally getting a more clear posting schedule, so I think I'll be posting every weekend on Saturday. As of now, it may change. Who knows?